Hey, WRC fam. Are you a school counselor looking for support and mentorship? I've launched the Well-Rounded Counselor Facebook group. There, you'll find lots of encouragement and community from counselors all over the world. You can join the live trainings where you can connect and learn from myself and others. It's a safe and private group, and only you have to answer a few questions to join. I'll leave the link down in the show notes, but what are you waiting for? Join today, and I'll see you in the group. Welcome to the WRC Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and you're in the right place. Here at the Well-Rounded Counselor Podcast, what you can expect is to learn, shift your thinking, and gain personal and professional growth. And if you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode. The conversation starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the WRC Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, and I am pumped to bring you a new guest to today's episode. She is amazing, and I cannot wait to introduce her in just a minute. But before we get started, just a little reminder, it literally takes you five seconds, and I ask that you just leave me a little review on Spotify. And when you leave that rating and review, it helps spike up the algorithm so Spotify knows that people are actually listening to this podcast and are enjoying all the content that I'm giving you guys each and every week. So if you have a few seconds, I would greatly appreciate it to pause this episode and make sure you come right back and leave a little quick rating. And also don't forget to follow me on social media at wellrounded underscore consulting and my YouTube channel, The Wellrounded Counselor. And last but not least, I'll leave all those details in the show notes. But before we get started, um, I want to introduce my lovely guest. She is a former colleague of mine and you know, our relationship over the years, we've maintained contact and it's been super special and it's been fun to just see each other change positions and grow. And I always learn something new from her and she's just a wonderful asset wherever she works. So let me get into introducing her. Her name is Artie Ordani and Artie is a clinical psychologist licensed under the Community Development Authority and has a master's in clinical psychology from the United Arab Emirates University. She was born and brought up in Dubai and acquired her bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Las Vegas, Nevada. Artie has over 10 years of experience working with children, adolescents, and adults within the educational setting. Artie is qualified to carry out psychoeducational assessments of children and adults. She has conducted workshops on positive parenting, interpersonal skills, and dealing with stress and anxiety. Artie follows an integrative approach, which includes cognitive behavior therapy, narrative therapy, and a brief solution-focused therapy to suit clients' individual needs. I'm so excited to introduce you, Artie. Thank you so much for joining us today on the WRC podcast. I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey and how you became a counselor. Hi, Katrina. First of all, um, thank you for the lovely introduction, but I must say that you never cease to amaze me with your dynamic personality and the amazing things you continue to do and grow. It's so fantastic. It's so lovely to be here and part of this. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. It's such a privilege and I'm thankful that we finally managed to get you on the, on the podcast. And, um, like I said, I, we would love to hear a little bit about your journey and all the knowledge you have to bring to the show today. So it's uh, my pleasure um, to be here. Um, If I start thinking back to how I got into this field, 
I remember when I was actually uh, in grade 10, I attended a summer camp and we had a, a, a career counselor, some, you know, a psychologist uh, similar to um, something that you do, who was very dynamic and she was she was someone who took a lot of interest in um, the other students who were at the camp and I was very fascinated by how she helped them make, uh, feel good and I think when I saw her and the work she did I knew I knew immediately that that's what I wanted to do so I think that's how I decided to get into this field and um, and I guess that's just where it started. Amazing I I I hear you when you say it just takes that one moment for you to realize this is what I want to do or I'm interested in learning more about this. So what were some of your strengths that you realized you had before you became a counselor? I think growing up, I've always, I think I have been a good listener and I've always been passionate about helping others. Relationships in general have always been important to me. So I think I noticed even, I think I I tried to connect the dots when, um, you know, I met this role model of mine. And um, I think that's when I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I know that you currently work a lot with children. And I know when we worked together about eight years ago, you were working with younger children. Are you still doing that? I'm the only counselor. I'm um, still a school counselor. And I work um, with younger children as well as older children. So children are so impressionable. I believe it places great responsibility on the adults and the caregivers who are around them. I want to be in a place where we can help them, guide them to be the best version of themselves. So it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful to see the kind of work you can do with children. And, you know, they have their entire life ahead of them. And if you can be one part of helping them be who they would turn out to be, I think that's just um, very rewarding. Yeah, it sounds like like how that person had an influence on you when you were, you know, in your mm-hmm. teenage years, it really shaped mm-hmm. who you became. And I agree with you that the formative years mm-hmm. are very important as well. And what is the age mm-hmm. group that you kind of work with? Um, so currently, um, I'm the only counselor at my school from all the way from uh, pre-KG to grade 12. So I work with um, ages five to... 18. Wow. But I also work at a clinic. So at the moment, actually, I work with adults as well. So with parents and yeah. Wow. What a big contrast. And what maybe are some of the themes that you notice working with younger children and adolescents and even parents? What are some of the themes that you that you notice are happening? Currently, I think it comes as no surprise, anxiety. There's something I think we all are noticing, we're all seeing, we're all experiencing because uh, to be fair, I think trauma is something that stands out the most. I think that feeling of um, the lack of control, the lack of stability at the moment, um, constant change. So I think that is definitely playing um, it in little kids. We see it in adults, um, low mood, a lot of actually um, eating disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, a lot of um, basically the anxiety-based disorders have been... I think we've been noticing a lot of those lately. Yeah, I agree with you. Those are popping up quite a bit. It's a lot of anxiety and stress and um, trauma. I agree that that is happening a lot in that age group and with parents as well. I noticed that your bio, you said you use an inter integrative approach. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I've been trained in CBT. So I think that something that underlies, um, you know, the, the approaches that I use, however, in school, what works best is um, 
a solution focused approach because it's it's short brief and um most effective uh in the in that set so it's it's basically about use to younger children or when it comes to uh people who aren't as comfortable um with just using talk therapy it's about using different um sort of approaches so it's about combining uh, you know our knowledge from from the different the different treatment approaches to to focus on what the client needs definitely um i believe that that is probably one of the most common you know therapies that a lot of uh, school counselors use out there because you have to be solution focused to help them especially when it's like you said short term goals you know and in addition to what you do as a school counselor and you're working in a clinic, do you take on any additional roles or responsibilities at either either setting? You know, uh, during the week, I work as a school counselor, but on the weekend, I work part-time as, you know, a clinical psychologist at, um, at, at Attic uh, Psychological and Counseling Center. So that's where I'm able to do my therapeutic work and, you know, more, more of my clinical work. So when in... When I'm in the school setting, it's more of, um, you know, the school counselor role where it's um, it's focused on uh, supporting children in need. But when you work in a school, it's it's an all-rounded, it's it's more of like a, an all-round role. So you're more like a team player. Mm-hmm. So you work together with the pastoral team and doing workshops for um, teachers, for teaching assistants, for parents, and uh, for students as well. So, so you were telling me a little bit about these workshops and lectures. Can you, can you tell us a little bit yeah, more about yeah. that? Sure. So at school, uh, I work closely with a pastoral team to look out for the well-being of our students. Uh, but along with, along with being a school counselor uh, and uh, meeting students individually, I also see them in their in lessons. So I do classroom guidance activities for the younger, for the younger students. And we do something called Nicholson Lectures at our school. And that is something that I'm quite passionate about. It's about researching into a topic that's um, of interest to you and sharing that with the student and the teacher community. So th- that's, that's actually, it's very enriching experience. And so I really enjoy that. So I do. I try to make sure that I do that once a year. And we do workshops for teachers, uh, teaching assistants, parents, and students, assemblies at school. So actually, um, being a school counselor, as you know, Katrina, is a very enriching experience. So it, it does come along with a lot of additional roles and responsibilities. Absolutely. And in addition to you working in a school and a clinic, you're an amazing mom. I mean, you've been <laughs> a mom as long as I've known you. So your kids are now at what age? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have uh, two beautiful 14-year-olds. Oh my goodness. So So in addition to your roles and responsibilities working in a school and a clinic, you are an amazing mom. So um, I think that, you know, you being a parent and being able to work with other parents and having kids of your own, especially have gone through maybe the elementary age, the middle school age, now going into the high school age, you can also relate to a lot of the experiences that these kids are going through as well. So it makes you very well-rounded and equipped to, to be empathetic and understanding. Um, yes, I think, I think my children need to be given credit because um, I think I understand um, a lot more being a parent. So, yes. 
that's awesome. I mean, I'm not a mom, but if I was, I, I hope to be like you, Dia, because you're a very good mom. Um, so oh, what do you love be like what do you love about being a school counselor? I mean, you have such a, a, a calm demeanor and we can hear it in your voice. You're very soft spoken. I mean, your energy whenever I've ever been around you is very calm. What do you love about being a school counselor? I think what I love most is being able to connect with young people and knowing that I am able to play a part in helping them feel better, to help them feel more accepted. And I, I, I try to empower them to learn how to manage their unpleasant emotions. You know, of course, experiencing all emotions makes us human, but um, we may need to learn how to manage difficult and intense emotions at times. So I, I like being a part of that helping process. I think that's, that's something that, um, that I enjoy the most. Absolutely. I think that has to be at the core of why we go into this, to this job of working with young people or even the parents or anyone in that matter. Now, I know that some of my listeners, they are studying a counseling degree or they're thinking about changing careers. Do you have any advice for someone who is wanting to work with children in a social emotional capacity? Or do you have any tips that one should consider if they're thinking about changing their career and going to maybe from a school setting to a clinic setting? Mm -hmm. Sure. I think, um, I think connecting with the child or the client, I think, um, I think that's the most important uh, part of being, you know, a therapist um, and that therapy, that, that space and that room. And I believe validation is something that I've, I've seen actually most children find valuable because um, it's not uncommon for children to feel dismissed as being children. <laughs> so mm. um, I guess showing interest in them, things that they like, um, you know, being non-judgmental, accepting of them. I think that can help boost their self-image, that can help boost their confidence, and it can probably put them in a better space to be able to help themselves. Have you always worked in the clinic setting first, then the school side, or was it the school setting, then the clinic side? Uh, actually, no. I've um, I've actually uh, been at the clinic just, uh, it's just been a year and a half since I joined the clinic and I worked part-time there. So I've, I've been a school counselor ever since. So uh, the clinic is actually a new, uh, it's a new experience for me, a major learning curve mm. for me. Um, school counseling was something that I, that I did at right after university. Amazing. Um, now, like I said, you're kind of like this rock star mom who's got this full-time job with this part-time job. How do you do it all? How do you balance your work life? Balance. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it's about structure um, because I work part-time when I work at the clinic and I, I actually work at the clinic just once a week and um, a couple of evenings to, you know, complete some of my clinic related um, responsibilities. But um, I, I think structuring my day and week, I find most helpful. And I use that. It used to be Friday. Now it's Sunday. Um, that one day where I don't do anything work related, which is family day when I just spend time with my family, we choose to do activities that we can do together and connect. So um, I find structure something that that's really helpful because um, I think that way you can get most done. Absolutely. Dia, this has been actually very, it was enlightening for me to listen to some of your answers and to share your story with, with all of us, because 
I don't personally work with younger children and I, I don't prefer to, I prefer to work with older children and their adults. So I feel like when I go to the social emotional side of counseling, it is a different hat and I commend you for doing it. I, I commend others who enjoy that line of counseling as well, because, you know, we all have our preferences and I hope somebody who is listening to this episode today really gets a lot from what you've shared because it is, it is eye-opening for sure. Cause what you do on a daily basis is definitely different than what I do in counseling, especially in, in a school setting. I just want to let you know that what you shared is definitely appreciated and also reminds me of how I can show up better in my practice. So thank you so much. How can people contact you if they're curious about learning more about working with children, working in a school setting or working in a clinic? You know, just before that, Katrina, I'd want to say that when we worked together um, our, our school a few years ago, I remember that I was in awe of how um, the older students um, gravitated towards you. They were so fond of you and they connected with you so, so beautifully. So actually, um, you know, I think um, that's something you already do really well. And um, if you'd like to get in touch with me, definitely, uh, you know, they can re reach out to you because we're, of course, in touch. So I think that would be fantastic. You know, anyone would um, is welcome to email me on aartirt at atikme.com, A-T-I-C-M-E.com. Been the, it's been a pleasure. Thank as you always, so much. Talking to you. Thank you so much, uh, RT, for being a part of the WRC podcast. And and like I said, this is to help anybody who is wanting to be in a counseling profession, a coaching profession, a helping agent. You know, there is no one way. You know, in this field, and the more well-rounded you are, the more equipped you can be to show up and be a service and help to other people around you. So, thank you so much, RT, for joining us today. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with us. And for those of you who are joining us today, we'll catch you all on the very next episode. See you soon. Did you love the episode? I hope you're feeling inspired and no longer feeling alone out there and you're ready to evolve and become a better person. Make sure that you share this podcast or take a screenshot and post it on your social media. That's how you help spread this podcast organically and people can find it much easier when you share or share it with a loved one. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and make it your mission to be a blessing in someone else's life today.